Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no it doesn't. We are here to talk about one of the most seminal films in superhero fandom. Uh, and with it comes one of the biggest, most seminal guests in superhero fandom. We have invited the great Liam O'Connor back to join us and discuss none other than Sony's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to be back so soon. I mean, got all this time to kill. You know, put it to good use. Just <laughs> ranking old Marvel films. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've run out of all the new stuff, and still waiting on a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier to come out. Uh, Liam, would you like to intro the theme for us? Oh, so like, is this like a one, two, three, four? Give me some of that web action. See it, chump. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. 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 That worked, yeah. You know, <laughs> I just cut it in there. Okay. And then it was there. All right, perfect. Yeah. Uh, right at four. Yeah, no, that sounded great. Thank you for doing yeah, that, that was, Liam. Yeah, that was a solid that was a I can't gr- believe you guys did it live. This <laughs> <time>. <laughs> it was a great theme. Great theme, as it yeah. always is. Um, so, Liam, thanks for coming back. Uh, I texted you when Jordan agreed to do these movies. Uh, I texted you... <laughs> About a month ago saying, you know, I got the green light from Jordan. We want you in on Spider-Man trilogy. And you're like, all right, I'm in. I want to do two yeah. or three. And then I like that. I had to go through like some, some, oh, there's, there's a lot, before. there's a lot of red tape. I got to walk through to get these, to get the, like, you know, I'm still trying to get them to watch days of future past. And those, yeah, movies. I have them, I have them submit applications for films for us to watch. Yeah. It is exhausting. With an essay of like potential talking points oh my god yeah. so many cover letters i've had to write just to I get mean, jordan it, it makes sense because if the slippery slope of spider-man rewatches leads in the uh right into the andrew garfield films then there's some trouble there <laughs> yeah. i mean where else is there to go but down we did uh discuss t- well so jordan out of the other marvel films left that we haven't done there's obviously original x-men which i think is the biggest well or oil well to tap uh, in uh-huh. terms of content, but Jordan is very un- uh, reluctant to do it. Uh, Jordan says he's more willing to watch the Blade trilogy, the Wesley Snipes Blade trilogy. Yeah. I have never seen a Blade film. Holy I, shit. But I know all the references. <laughs> like, I know about Ryan Reynolds and Blade and Steven Dorff and Blade. I know the jokes do not know the actual context of their wow. roles okay. in the in the movie. We should honestly, I think we should do Blade Tril- Trinity or Dr- <laughs> Blade Trilogy at some point and get Liam back on the show because I would okay. the fact that you haven't I'll do seen the it. Ryan Reynolds one then. That's, I already shot the Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most ridiculous of the three. Like okay, and then I'll love it. Yeah, it's it's basically that trilogy followed Spider Man pretty similarly like throughout one is like original and it's very you know uh unique in its portrayal of the comics and then two is a little more of the same but they try to go a bit artsier 
uh, with mm-hmm. the actual movie storytelling. And then third is just off the wall bananas. They're trying to introduce a brand new, like so many fucking characters. And yeah, right. yeah, I'm looking up right now. So Steve Norrington was the <laughs> director of the first blade. Yes, I believe that okay. is correct. So and his filmography is Blade or Death Machine, Blade, yes. The Last Minute, and A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. What a bill. What a lineup. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I haven't four. seen a single one of those films. You've never seen A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? No. Oh. Sadly, it's not within the, the realms of this universe, <laughs> but it definitely is. That is a, a topic of discussion for another day. Yeah. I mean, we could, you know, we're running out of content. Falcon and Winter Soldier's got to come out soon, or else we're going to, like, start having to tap other universes. I'm honestly shocked, like, Disney Plus hasn't had, like, everything lined up for this. Yeah. Artemis Fowl, <laughs> and then, like, Tanks. Yeah. And it's apparently, did you watch it? No, I, did. I didn't. I, I, it's apparently like abysmal. You just going like, yeah, like I have been watching this for like two hours and I don't know what is going on. <laughs> it's apparently like makes Spider-Man 3 look like the Godfather. Okay. Like it is from everything yeah, I've like heard. Yeah, that that's a feat for sure. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm hoping for Falcon Winter Soldier. I, you know, I've also been while petitioning Jordan to get him to watch other movies. I've also been sending uh, cover letters to Disney to try and get them to release black widow on Disney plus. Did, like, did you hear yeah. your solution to everything is cover letters? I know. Yeah, just, yeah, that's yeah. the you only way like eight cover letters a day. It's the only that's way what pe- they teach you in class <laughs> is, is a well-written cover letter goes a long way. It's frustrating though. Cause it's the only thing like, you know, you can submit a resume all day long, but no one's going to pay any heed to you unless you've written a cover letter. So that's why I'm writing so damn many of these cover letters, just trying to get Jordan (laughs) to pay attention to me and to get Disney. Like, do you hear uh, the NBA is getting like a free trip to Disney World and they get a free screening of Black Widow? Like all NBA players and their families? I don't know. I don't know. Finally, they catch a break. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they've earned it, I guess. It's like a lottery or something where you can kind of like what Hamilton does, where you write your name. And, you know, you just get picked randomly to go to, like, some sort of social distance premiere. Yes. Where it's maybe a drive-in. Why aren't people, why are we not investing money in drive-ins right now? I don't understand. They're like, the business is crumbling and there's solutions. Yeah. I just think that they don't want to put money into it because, I don't think they think drive-ins will be long-term. By the time they start catching on, this virus will be cured. But I'm all for it. I want... I mean, and drive-ins, like, the few that exist are very popular right now. I, yeah, like, I think people people are buying record players and new prints of old records, so why wouldn't they go to a drive-in theater, which sure. I think would be cheaper than go like, you can't, you wouldn't have to charge as much a ticket for a drive-in, I don't think. No. Because you're not paying, like, for cleanup. Or air conditioning. You're not paying, yeah, for any of that. Yeah, A lot less overhead. I, yeah, I, I think it uh, it would make sense to go back to that. It's and it's also just uh, like the sound is probably inferior. I've never been. I would love to go to a drive-in, but think of yeah. like how unless there's like an AM station that can come through your car speakers or something. Uh, Half the regals I go to sound like the speakers are on like volume two. Like it's like <laughs> I'm like, where's the bass? Like they don't have anyone running that show. It's just high school students. Go up there, press the button, run out of there as soon as possible. I mean, that's the only way you can afford to pay your staff $8 an hour. 
Yeah, very true. <laughs> to hit that button. I mean, I did that in college. That was uh, the theater we met at. I was in charge of the sound and all the, yeah, the yeah. projections for those movies. And some, yeah. I remember, uh, what's that Melissa McCarthy movie where she's a cop? Spy? Oh, no, uh, The Heat? The Heat? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Uh, the theater, that night, uh, a sorority rented out Grafton and wanted to watch The Heat with all of like the extended sorority. So like 150 or 200 girls are all in the theater. And the fucking movie studio sends me a goddamn VHS tape of the movie. <laughs> imagine showing that. And we have a VHS player, but like imagine. Wait, how do you print <laughs> that movie on VHS? <laughs> That's what I'm They said we don't they have, have the tools. We don't have a DVD quality. We don't have a Blu-ray quality. We have a VHS we can send you. Uh, I would love perplexing. there to be some sort of Hollywood conspiracy <laughs> that half the movies that you are watching in theaters are actually just VHS tapes. And <laughs> I mean, but the quality was so bad. So imagine like putting it on a projector and this projector was basically like before we got the expensive one right after I left, obviously, then uh, they bought an $80,000 projector. Uh, this one Damn. was like, how do they yeah. afford that? That seems so expensive for the JM, amount of money that it brings in. JMU has no, but JMU, like they pay for the things like they're not trying to recoup this money because mm. students are just paying them and they want the students to have a great time while they're there. Yeah. They want it to be the selling point. Like you can go to this movie theater on campus and, and then it's all, it's all just advertising for the school. And then one person's out of state tuition pays for that entire projector. Very yeah, that was mine. <laughs> um, but happy to help. Imagine having like a. It was just a standard like classroom projector, maybe slightly bigger because it was supposed to be such a huge screen. But it was playing a VHS tape. So imagine like a 480p quality video spread out across a movie theater screen. It looked so bad. The audio was trash. I had three random girls like come up and say like, "Is there any way like you can make this better?" <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like, this yeah, is like, oh, let me hard. turn the better knob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, if you got a DVD of the movie, I would love to show it. But I have a VHS tape. That's what the company sent me. And they were just like, and like one of them looked at me like she did not know what a VHS tape was. Like she, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe before her time, maybe, you know, she just had DVDs. She got that sweet uh, Shrek 2 DVD deal when her parents bought a Kia, whenever that was a thing. No one remembers Kia that for that. No one remembers the free DVD. Remember that commercial? No. Well, you could get you, a free you, DVD. You, bought, you bought a Kia. There was a commercial for, like, if you bought, I'm pretty sure it was a Kia. It was definitely a type of car. And it was through the kid's <laughs> eyes. And the kid is, like, uh, he's listening to the, the salesman name all of these driver features. Like, it has uh, four-wheel steering, all that bullshit. Uh, and the kid's just like, blah, 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 blah. And it comes with a free Shrek 2 DVD. And the kid's face lights up. And that was like their their ad campaign, like all Kias for a year. Any sense? Yeah, I I do not remember that. I'm going to text you both this trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's it's as ridiculous as uh, that um, Christopher Nolan uh, Batman Begins uh, sound bit with the Nickelback, uh, the 30 second uh, TV teaser. (laughs) 
Oh my god, I just I just love I would love just for one listener right now to be like, oh my god, I came here just to listen to like the thousand <laughs> uh, video essay or podcast ripping this one film apart and gets all these tidbits about local projection. Like, it's like, oh, maybe I'll start my own drive-in theater. Yeah, I mean that's start that's in the big bucks. That's really what the show is about. It's about yeah. several detours. Even though we are gonna this honestly, Liam, you're you know you're one of our favorite guests to have on this show, and this is you know a movie where the it's just overflowing with content to discuss. Yes. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of notes, but they stop about, I don't know, two thirds of the way through. Cause at some what? point it just gets almost impossible. Like you're just like, oh. <laughs> you're just like, Oh, it, this might as well happen. I will say I had yeah. a lot of fun. The first half of this movie. See, I, I was kind of the, well, actually I had fun pretty much throughout. I was very surprised and kind of like you did Jordan with the first one where you're just like, and the first one took me, uh, as I mentioned on the podcast, Liam, you weren't there, but uh, mm. it took a little bit of me like getting my feet wet to kind of like, I'm like, why is this stuff happening? Like, why did uh, Hob or Green Goblin just throw a bomb that turned everyone into CGI skeletons? Like, what's the deal with oh, that? That, that? Yeah, that was like <laughs> Mars Attacks level, like CGI. I mean, yeah, you, I, you, I feel like it's hard not to put yourself in the mindset of when the first time you saw these movies when you're rewatching. Yes, it really helps digest some of the harder to watch stuff. Yes, like the jazz scene, <laughs> the, the the symbiote. I mean, and yeah. there's so much stuff I felt like I disregarded when I watched it as a kid. Like, oh yeah, the asteroid just landed right next to them in the park. Yeah. Of course, that's how. I have, would be made. I have asteroid a, has to land right next to Spider-Man <laughs> for no like you have to have that like sense of like oh this is a movie but at the same time that's ridiculous. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's so many b- better ways to write in an alien element than oh well an asteroid just landed next to Peter Parker's motorcycle. They actually did have a very entertaining way of bringing it in that I will get into. I also have a lot of oh, notes. Are, 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 so are we like if we go into like the script doctoring or because like there's the whole story of what this movie was going to be. Yes, and how and we should we should definitely dive studio. into that. Okay, okay. I didn't know if we wanted to go like that deep. No, we Liam, you, okay. you know we want you, you. We invite you here whenever we want to go into the weeds. <laughs> you asked me. You said come to Spider Man Two or come to Spider Man Three. And I said, I want you here for three. Like, that's the okay, one yeah. where <laughs> this is the that's the opinion of yours. I mean, obviously, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Spider-Man, too. Uh, you yeah. know, when me and Jordan do a 10 year anniversary of that episode or something and we just, you know, <laughs> talk over it with you uh, as our guest. But until then, um, we had you here for three. And I want to I want to leave no stone unturned with this movie. OK, so we're right. starting at the beginning. Then let's start yeah, at the beginning. My first note is MJ is so needy in this movie. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how did she get here? How did, like, because in the first two movies, like, she's, you know, normal girl next door, like, kind of, like, shy, and she fits the character perfectly. And now she's like, why aren't you paying attention to me 24-7? It's also interesting. She went from starring on Broadway to yes. there was there's no like even background parts like she didn't just get like demoted to anything or she doesn't have enough clout to get any other show she jumps yeah. immediately down a hundred miles to being like a waitress <laughs> I, I i had to like I, I just started crying laughing when it's the scene where she's walking in 
on the play having their rehearsal with her replacement. And they're like, what is she doing? <laughs> I'm like, that's the lead of your play, and you're treating her like garbage because yeah. of some bad reviews. Like, it was just so funny to me because her story is ridiculous. It, like you said, just, oh, yep, went from being name, name on Broadway just to, oh, I'm a waitress slash singer at a jazz club in New York City. I'm sure she gets tipped well. Also, uh, sorry, I jumped the gun a bit. I really want, especially Liam, I want to hear your take on where you were when you saw this for the first time. So, And what your feelings were. Okay, well, so I was very hyped about it. I don't know if anyone that is listening to this podcast was part of the group, but I rallied like an entire, like my entire group of friends, like, like in my neighborhood at school, like we're going to go see Spider-Man 3. My dad's going to drive us. Like, I'm buying 10 tickets. Like, we're going, like, the night of for the premiere. I yeah. was so excited. I was a big nerd. I wanted to see Venom on the big screen. I didn't put two and two to, like, oh, Topher Grace. Like, I was like, he could do it. Like, I didn't care. I'm I'm a dumb kid. I'm just excited to see another Spider-Man movie because I'm riding the high of Spider-Man 2, which was my all-time favorite movie at, the, sure. at that age. Okay, that's fair. And... You know, it was supposed to be like this big thing, all these villains. And I remember just going to the theater and I was like so excited. It was just like all my friends are here. We got like a whole row, just my friends. <laughs> and I was so hyped. And then afterward, they beat you up. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> they, they should have taken me How dare you? I shouldn't be able to walk anymore. <laughs> like it, it should just be like, yeah, like they stopped, they stopped my ass out in the parking lot and I just like had to crawl back home. But I was, yeah, my dad should have just like left me there and be like, you're going to walk home tonight, son. Um, Did your dad uh, watch it with you? Yeah, my dad. Yeah, my dad was like the chauffeur. Oh, but man. Him, him and another one of the neighborhood's dads like came and like, we usually to take two cars. Like my dad would have gone to a bar and then come back to get me or something. No, no. They all sat there because like I think they were just like, oh, Might as you well. know, God forbid anything happens. Yeah, um, that's safe. That's smart. So, yeah, because our, our movie theater was like in like this big mall in the area and, you know, it was like yeah. late at night. So and New York, um, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not like crazy. It's like <laughs> suburban New York. Um <laughs> Yeah, I remember, obviously, but, I feel like I needed to tell myself afterwards I liked it or else it was all for nothing. Did like, your young naivety, or, though, like, I, I, and I'll get into my full story of seeing this movie for the first time, but I feel like at that age, like, I thought Ghost Rider was good. Like, I, I feel like this yeah, movie was, was par for the was, course. If it was something you hadn't seen before, it was exciting in any aspect. So yeah. the Sandman, like, becoming Sandman was cool. Because I have so many notes really on that. Sandman for this movie. Yeah, I have so many notes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was obviously like a big letdown. And also, I remember like the Burger King promotional toys leading up to it were like <laughs> insane. You want to collect all these like Spider-Man three figures, but oh. I don't know. It's obviously like has a certain like. There's always going to be that memory of seeing it for the first time. And I thought when he was Venom walking in the streets doing finger guns at people, I was like, <laughs> this is hilarious. I'm like, this is like a comedy. And Holster the guns, Toby. Holster yeah, the yeah. guns. There is a lot of comedy in this movie. Though. <laughs> it, That's it, why I like the first half so much. Because it, it's it, just like. It's, it, it's bonkers. It's it super goofy. know what it wants to be. Like, there's so much going on. Like, it's five different movies. It is. It's a rom-com with. Gwen Stacy, Eddie Brock, and MJ, and then it's a serious like heart, like dealing with your anger and grief in a weird way, and it tries to balance so much and, the, and the, fumbles everything. The and, wardrobes in this movie are also just like 
Like, I mean, specifically the emo Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just such a nightmare fantastic. to look at. <laughs> the Fan- second he catches himself in the mirror and is like, I need to tuft my hair down over my eyes yeah. is iconic. <laughs> I think that is going to be renowned as one of the best Tobey Maguire scenes in the history. Of- I yeah, he really is. chews the scenery in this one. He's, he's yes. big in this. Yes. <laughs> Takes up all the space. Um, so, Jordan, where were you when you first saw this movie? I have no recollection of it at all. But you I know did... I've seen this movie before. Okay. Because I remember parts of it, but I have no memory of if I saw it in a theater, if I saw it like with friends. No, like at amnesia. All. Yeah, I'm, I'm like uh, <laughs> like Harry uh, Osborn, like Harry Osborn in this movie. Um, <laughs> I know well, my dad is dead, but I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. What a convenient Spider-Man. amnesia for him to catch. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Again, every, everything was written in this movie just to get out of a corner they already wrote themselves into. <laughs> um, Liam, uh, be, before we proceed uh, with my uh, telling of the first time I saw this, uh, in the previous two episodes, we talked about us and our guests talked about our passionate love for the Spider-Man Two video game. Where did you stand with that? Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I like it was. That was back in the days where my older brother, like I was the backseat gamer, like sure. you'd watch your older brother play a video yeah. game and you felt like you were playing it. Yeah. And yeah, it was definitely one of the most fun gaming experiences because I remember when we like picked up our PS2 when it was, the game was running and we scratched that disc. Oh boy. It was like losing a family member. <laughs> it was like, what are we going to do now? Like the game would skip when you're doing certain missions. Oh and, God. That's a the nightmare. Mysterio levels were the best. They were the most annoying, but they were the coolest missions. Yes, that was Mysterio and the uh, the, uh, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, Statue that, of Liberty. That was so good. That was yeah. yeah. Agree. Very frustrating. Did you play the Spider Man Three video game? Yes, I I played it chasing the high of Spider Man Two. Yeah, and I I like a hundred percent of the game. I I I, <laughs> I did it. It was not nearly as smooth as Spider Man Two. No. It, it was yeah. definitely, there was a bit more wonky uh, campaign-related well, stuff. Uh, what is it? Stop time. What are they called when you ha- the game is like, press X, press triangle, oh, yeah. press R2. Stop uh, motion or whatever. Yeah, it's like stop action, play time, or real-time action. Yeah, I don't know. there was a it's, lot of that. It's, it's not fun. I don't know why video games do it. I'd rather just be button mashing well, it's like they want to do something cinematic but they can't work out how to like actually make it organic to the gameplay so it's yeah. like here we'll just give them a string of buttons and then we'll just animate it i would yeah, just exactly i would just have them do you know like a cinematic like give me give me a last of us two experience where half of it is watching a, f- a fucking yeah movie. it's a movie yeah. like and then the when you're playing you're playing and then when you're yeah. not playing you're watching a movie they want to make it feel like you're doing something important i don't know and if you played the new Spider-Man game for PS4, it was yes, a dream. It, it was, was just crisp. Except for the MJ missions. Those were... MJ missions were time horrible. fillers. I had no fun with that, and I had to look up, like, half of these. Like, I was just so lost. What? To get the... Yeah, I mean... It was Harry Osborn's apartment, or Norman Osborn's yeah, where, apartment. Where, yeah, where you had to go through and find, like, evidence... I don't know. It took it, me an hour to finish that side mission. And it's like yeah. such a minor part of the game. And I'm like, I just want to swing around to Spider-Man. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, and excited for uh, PS5 Miles Morales. Yeah. That, I think I be, think it's going to be even better. That is going to be. I mean, be. If, if they take out, because I don't know. I don't think they can just force MJ missions in that. I don't know how they do it. But. <laughs> Hopefully they don't. When's Hopefully the PS5 they, come yeah, out? That. Is that like a known it, date? Yeah, launch. It launched. Uh, did you not watch the uh, 
the Comic Con. I, I didn't know thing. They, they picked a specific date yet. I thought it's, they just it's said the 2021. Fall. It's, no, it's the oh. fall of this year. Oh, okay. And they announced a standard edition with a disk drive and then one a digital edition without a disk drive. I, yeah, I think I'm just going to do digital. What's the price yeah. point on that? They have not released the prices. People are speculating $500 for the disk drive, 450 for the non-disk drive. Really? I'm guessing that they're going to go back up to 600 like PS3 prices. They said that that was their biggest mistake ever, and they will never go back to that. Good. Oh, well, then I'm definitely doing digital if it's 450 But, I mean, you can play uh, PS4 discs and all that with the PS5. So it's backwards okay. compatible if you have the disc player, which is... Okay, that's a good good point. Especially since I got Rock Band on disc, baby. Like, I got to keep that, yeah, that, fire, course, that train that alive. The, deci- the decision was made back, <laughs> way back when for you. Way back when. Um, all right. Okay, so should we get back it, into... I we feel should... Like- well, this is... PS5 is owned by Sony. Sony made yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So this is really full circle. Anyway, the first note... Changed. Is, Hold is, on, I haven't talked about the first time I saw this movie. Oh, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Liam, it was uh, my college roommate and Jordan's uh, former roommate, uh, Nicholas Bonafini's birthday, him and his twin brother, James. And they were like, his mom was like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And they are like, uh, what do the guys want to do? And I immediately was like, you want to see Spider-Man 3 in theaters and pay for all of us. Like, that's what, that would be the dopest <laughs> birthday. Mm. And then, and then. Uh, his brother was more into comic books movies than Nick was. Uh, so they were like, all right, yeah, that sounds like fun. Like, I like these movies. But I was so hype. And then my <laughs> uncle, ret- opening night, just like Liam, my uncle uh, just returned from a tour in Iraq. He's in the Marines. Uh, and he was in there, he was out there for like two years or so. Uh, and he ha- had scheduled a return to home party for the release date of this movie. And my parents are like, you got to come to this party. Like, he's family. Like, he's been gone for two years. And I'm like, Mom, Dad, you don't get it. This is Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, man. Dad didn't. And also, uh, I've mentioned on the previous podcast, my father did not take me to see one or two in the theaters. And I finally grinded him down. Like, And there was other circumstances in play. But he did take me to see Ghost Rider. And it's his biggest regret that he sat through all of Ghost Rider. So, so he was reluctant. Uh, he would never take me to this. And I'm like, if you guys won't take me and I have a free ticket to see this movie and a car to get there, like, I have to do this. You don't understand. And I, I don't know how I did it, but I talked them into letting me go. And uh, this was, uh, and you know, my aunt gave me shit for it for a little bit. But I was a kid. What, what was, you know, I was in eighth grade. What was she going to do about it? <laughs> um, I've hung out with my uncle since then. He's, you know. He, uh, he clearly understood it was Spider-Man 3, of all things. Uh, I saw it in theaters. Uh, it was one of the greatest cinematic experiences like in theaters at the time. I remember having such a great time. And then when the PS3 came out, uh, or when it launched with the Spider-Man 3 Blu-ray, I'm like, this is my console. I need this console just so I can have the Spider-Man 3 Blu-ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> So is that uh, so why your PlayStation... You the Blu-ray that you have is the one that you got Correct, with, the PS3. with my PS3. That's the one, and then I have an unopened one Insane. that Jordan got me as a gag gift. So is that why you're a PlayStation diehard to this day? No, I was already yeah, committing. I was already a PlayStation diehard, but that was really like the nail in the coffin. Like if if I was ever to like, because everyone switched to Xbox 360 that generation. Mm-hmm. So if I was mm. to drink the Kool Aid and do what they did, that was immediately canceled out as soon as PS3 offered the Spider Man 3 Blu-ray along with the console. <clears throat> greatest Crazy. marketing ploy of their of their time yeah you're 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 their audience for sure <laughs> uh all right now we can finally talk about this movie i think we're only like 
Oh, we're only 30 minutes in. We have like three hours to cover. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. go. Classic. <laughs> let's I'll, make it longer than the well, movie. I'll say my first note, because I think it's the first scene anyway, is that Peter's getting bullied in college yeah. in physics class. <laughs> Amazing. That's <laughs> yeah, a very strange thing to include. Like, it just doesn't make any sense at all. And it's it also up, like... Though. And it's it's paralleled among like everything in my life is going so perfectly. I'm engaged. Yeah. I want to be engaged to a hot girl. Like she loves me. Spider Man is like at an all time. His approval rating is through the roof as opposed to last movie. Uh, and then yeah, it just shows like nerds or he, he's being bullied in college for some reason. Well, and he goes, "I'm the top of my class," and the scene is Gwen <laughs> Stacy answering the question, not him. <laughs> yes. And then later in the movie, he goes. Oh, Gwen's in my science class. Science isn't really her thing. Also, Gwen Stacy is. <laughs> so a... what's up with that? Where's the consistency? <laughs> Gwen, it, and oh Gwen Stacy's a model. She's a model in this movie. Well, yeah. And what was that modeling shoot about? Yeah. What? And she doesn't <laughs> he, reference he, he modeling again. Like, oh yeah, keep it sexy on the copier. Let's make it sexy. Let's make that copier sexy. What is that shoot? <laughs> <laughs> staples <laughs> office space i don't get it oh, yeah it, i uh, yeah i had no idea um okay so one of my first notes about the meteor symbiote originally it was in the script for john jameson uh heroic football astronaut as discussed on the yeah. last episode the son of mm-hmm. j jonah jameson to yes. bring uh, back. was supposed first to man, come back from space football on the moon first yes football astronaut uh john jameson <laughs> was supposed to bring it back from a space mission and then they that didn't automatically better. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like it makes sense. It references another like character from this lore and they were like too much time, too much money. No, we're not doing it. So they just had a meteor that conveniently landed next to Peter and MJ in presumably central park. This is something just cause you mentioned John Jameson that I thought was weird. So later in the movie, he's deciding who gets the staff job between Topher Grace and Peter yes. Parker and Peter yes. Parker stole his son's girlfriend. Yeah. But he didn't use that as reasoning at all for why one guy got the staff job over the other. Like you'd think he would kind of be holding a grudge against Peter for that. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought he just didn't even know who MJ was. I thought he was just funding but, the wedding. He's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. yeah I, I would not be surprised if he never met her. And but he also, paid for the wedding and he was complaining about it the whole time. And then she ran out on the wedding that he was complaining about paying for the entire last movie. Did yeah. he know that she ran off to him, like to Peter Parker? Uh-huh. I mean, I guess not. You'd think that detail would be like, so who? Public. What news? happened, son? He's like, oh, she ran off to be with. Well, I mean, this Weeb is I met. This is not like, even an astronaut. He's never even <laughs> flown. <laughs> yeah. Or played football. Earth or I otherwise. Mean, <laughs> Facebook is just coming out at this time, so I would I would believe. That if you're offline and you don't know anyone's whereabouts and like you were just left at the altar, like you wouldn't know where that person ended up. Especially like John Jameson never interacts with Peter Parker. Like I believe this checks out for me. This is not my problem with the movie. I, I feel like yeah. this would somehow come up. Like I don't know. <laughs> I, I just it's such a small world. This like, movie loves M- to do that. Small world stuff. Yeah. I just don't understand MJ's like chemistry with anybody. I I, I don't. What do her and Peter talk about when it's not like. I'm an opera or I'm, I'm a singing on the stage and he's like, I'm Spider-Man. What do they bond over? <laughs> like they're laying out on the, the web and she's like, tell me you love me. 
why <laughs> we need <laughs> some dialogue doing, like it, it, it's ridiculous that is like, such an eighth graders perception of what being in a relationship is yeah like and tell me you love me that's that's this movie i was like when i saw this i'm like oh one day i'm gonna have a girlfriend we're gonna be laying in a spider web and i'm just gonna be telling her that i love her and that's it we'll we will have <laughs> a homemade spider web made out of silly string. <laughs> And we will between two trees, and we will have cracked the code to all love. Like nobody figured it out before us. All you have to do is follow these movies, and I feel like nobody's doing that. These yeah. were all the thoughts of an eighth grade boy. Um, Sam Raimi. I wrote down originally, and then I went on IMDb, and there's a shit ton of notes there that are really great. Uh, but I was like, does Sam Raimi know this was bad? Like when he was making it, and apparently he has gone on record saying that he is deeply disappointed with how the movie turned out. And he hoped to fix it. They had four, five, and six planned before. Wow. Yes, uh, before this came out, and then they were like, "We Sony was like, let's reboot because third one we kind of shit the bed a little bit instead yeah. of ruining more characters." So they rebooted with Andrew Garfield five years later. That's interesting because I always thought this was supposed to be the finale, and that's why they shoved two villains in it to make it like an epic send off. Like, oh, da, da, da. no. They were trying to build worlds. They were trying to get these nah, villains yeah. to have compelling stories and make movies off of those. There, there was supposed to be a Spider-Man 4. I, I, I forget who the OG villain was supposed to be. I don't know if it was supposed to be just Sandman. I know that the producers or like the execs were like, put Venom in the movie. Yes. And for him, he goes, I don't know anything about Venom, so I don't want to write a movie about him. Here's the, so, original, the original villain is... Uh, Sam Raimi wanted Ben Kingsley to play Vulture. That See, was that the original. Would, that would have been pretty dope. And yes. I think Spider-Man Four was supposed to be Craven. It was supposed to be Carnage and Carnage. Pro- okay. Professor uh, Professor Connors would finally turn into the reptile because he's featured yeah, in the all lizard. of these movies. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many things they could have done better for this movie. Like maybe have like the best part about Spider-Man is his uh, relationships to his villains. Yeah, and maybe kick it off with him and Professor Connors, and he's like, we got some shipment of a new species, and that's the symbiote, because then it's more personal. Peter's working on it, it gets on his suit, and then he goes back home, doesn't know. I mean, there's little things you can do to this movie that make it more tolerable. Have Eddie Brock not... How ridiculous was it? He shows up on the scene, zooms in on his camera, sees his girlfriend, in quotations... (laughs) Dangling out a building, goes, that's your fucking daughter. Yeah. By the way, I'm dating her, and I'm not concerned at all that she might die by falling out of a building. And I'm, it was insane to me. They thought this works. Yeah, he's well, so casual about his girlfriend nearly dying. Because even well, after she's so saved, casual. he's like, I got to get your picture, bud. Hey, good to see you. Bye. Got to yeah. get this picture. Also, in a world where Spider Man saves the day, like almost all the time, do you think that they're worried about, like, deaths like that less like do you think he's just oozing with confidence that spider-man will save her eddie brock was certainly not too plussed by the event yeah yeah he he was he like scoffed at the fact that and i love how he goes up to the police chief and just goes oh and by the way i'm dating her yeah <laughs> he slides that in like why what does that help this and also apparently for? they're not they went on one coffee date so that <laughs> oh, yeah, also makes night. it a very weird that thing was important do. it was one coffee date at night <laughs> And Topher Grace said he based his performance off of a drug addict and an alcoholic. 
He killed it. None movie. of that. Shit, none it. of that shined through. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's pretty funny. Like I, I as a comedian, he's very actor, wacky in this. Movie. I like Topher Grace yeah. a lot. And also, he left that '70s show to do this movie. Yeah, that was Eric, a waste. <laughs> they, that, that what a shame. Show could have ended so much better. Eric Foreman is not in. Is it the whole last season? Yeah, of that he's show? in the last episode, think. the very last episode. Well, he comes, comes back, back for like five seconds. That was dumb. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch the uh, last season. <laughs> it yeah. is interesting that like they cast because Eddie Brock definitely in the comics and the animated cartoons, like he was a built guy, like jacked. Apparently, um, this version was taken from. It's a combination between Amazing Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man Eddie Brock from the comics. Like the well, original yeah, Spider-Man Eddie Brock it, is it, a bigger guy. It makes more sense because you know if you're trying to compare Tobey Maguire, it makes more sense. Okay, let's have someone that's just as kind of nerdy as Tobey Maguire in a way, and then they could be counterparts. But they never built upon their relation. Like they were doing a conflict between him and Eddie Brock, him between Harry. Harry and MJ, MJ and Peter. There was all these, like two, like one-on-one moments between all these characters, but they just didn't go the extra step. So they just had all these like surface-level scenes. And honestly, any scene with Harry Osborn in it when he was uh like not uh, amnesia Harry Osborn. I loved how stupid he was when he had amnesia. Like he just uh, because they. When they they leave and the nurse is like, "What good friends you have?" and he's like, "My best friends." And he says, it like, <laughs> "Oh, like also, such a moron." Caught, caught amazing uh, foreshadowing though. He goes, "I would die for them." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very I never, subtle. I never drew those lines until now. This well, movie, times- everything it does, it does with like a hammer. It's like yeah. I'm gonna explicitly lay <laughs> out this thing, like and so. Like when MJ gets fired, she gets fired in a terrible way. And then she walks out on the street and like, I'm having a bad day. And Spider-Man's having a good day. How good of a day? There's a parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, oh God, who invited him? Who invited him to that? How do you invite Spider-Man to a celebration for Spider-Man? You just throw it and he hears about it. Well, clearly hey. he didn't know about it until he saw it on the billboard. Like the, you know, the ticker at Times Square. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they set up that parade so soon. Yeah, that was that was odd. Um, my so all right. So I have a lot of notes on Sandman. The scene where Sandman gets his powers took an eternity. Like I ate five guys uh, for lunch while I was watching this movie. I went downstairs to like get ketchup and fill up like a glass of water, uh, and I was down there. And then I go to the bathroom. I was down there for like two and a half minutes, and I come up, and the Sandman like learning how to control the sand sequence is still happening. It was so long, and then. I googled it. So this movie, if you didn't know, making this movie took two years and ten months mm. to make it, and most of it was the Sandman CGI. This sequence where Sandman is getting getting his powers took six months to make just that like three minute sequence. Well, you know it's interesting if you watch the trailers of the movie back when you know in '07, uh, the trailers featuring Sandman had more of a likeness to like a blockhead matching his hairstyle, which is like, you know, that kind of like flat top type yeah. hairstyle. Yes. So if yes. you watch all the trailers, Sandman has this like square head and yeah. in the movie it's more circular and like humanoid skull because I think they decided against having this square headed Sandman because <laughs> it looked ridiculous. So I'm sure that probably ate a big chunk of time Just in post. Taking those corners off. They had yeah, to exactly. sand them like out of each frame. Yes. <laughs> they had to sand them out. 
But to spend six months on just like a three-minute segment is so crazy. And both Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi, since the first movie, were advocating for Sandman to be in this film. And I don't know, like it, it's the it's so much work goes into making like moving around grains of sand and CGI. Apparently, I thought Sandman, like for as old as this is, I thought it looked okay. Like it looked better yeah. than the the fight between Harry and Spider Man. Yeah, that um, looked weird for some. It reason. looked very. I don't know, like, it was very like strange. I kind of liked game. it, though. Like, it was almost nostalgic the way the CGI it was, like was weird. It Reloaded style yeah. yes. CGI. Very true. Uh, but I like that scene. I like that the movie gets right into it. They're at the play, and then all of a sudden, boom, new goblin fight. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I like the, the pacing starts out so strong, and then that's where it just goes, all right, let's introduce two other villains, <laughs> and then just figure it out as we go along yeah that was wild also uh through halfway through production of this movie they considered making it two different films which it is two different films <laughs> it, like that's that's the big issue is is it didn't sam raimi didn't know what it wanted what it was going to be and the execs didn't know what it was going to be so then it just turned out to be just a mess I mean, there's there's only one. There's not even one solo scene of Topher Grace being Venom after he becomes Venom. Yes. So there's a scene immediately, in the church, but there's he, no there's no scene where he's like self reflecting and I have superpowers. <laughs> it's just he immediately is he immediately going finds up Sandman. Sandman. He goes, I know everything about you. I know everything about him. We're gonna take him out. And the, I, one of the things that I didn't catch is like when they're in the final battle, he goes. Oh, my Spidey sense is tingling. Does he ever say Spidey sense in the entirety? Like, I haven't rewatched one no, or two. He does he not. He never says Spidey it sense. Is, this is the first like, time it is brought up. It is almost like Topher Grace is like playing the nerdy fan and got Venom's powers. And it's like, let me have some funny quips and just <laughs> improving them. Yes. That's pretty much what is happening. Uh, I, I think this movie would have been better as two movies. Also, they cut like a good amount of this movie out. Like, yeah. Because there was too much going on. I'm sure they had like background stories for more Sandman scenes. And like you said, there sh- surely was like 15 minutes of Venom learning how to be Venom instead yeah. of just magically figuring everything out. I mean, what was Gwen Stacy's role other than to be the jazz dance partner? <laughs> it was all for her. <laughs> That, Ridiculous. Well, and, that was a yeah, just to be a foil scene. for MJM General, just to make her angry. Like, yeah, th- and it didn't make any sense when Spider-Man was like kissing her on stage. Like, of course that was a bad idea. Yeah, like why, why he, like, would he do and then, that? And then and he's like so blindsided when MJ's mad at him. He's like, how could this have happened? Yeah, <laughs> like, he did a bunch of stupid shit. It's not like it's just a stranger. It is a girl he knows personally. Like, yeah. so immediately you're thinking, oh well, yeah, you go to class with her every day. She's clearly attractive. And you just basically cheated on in front of me <laughs> with some girl that you know on an intimate level. It, it is insane to me uh, that what you did, thought. You what know. did everyone think of the proposal scene? It was one of my top. Yeah, Bruce favorites. Campbell is hilarious. Yes, well that yes he's great. But I my favorite part is when Tobey Maguire is uh, mouthing out like or saying quips on how he thinks this is going to go. Yeah. Oh, oh like, yeah. You really like the ring? Oh, don't cry. <laughs> yeah. He's so cringy, but at the same time, like it's it is like you can't look away. <laughs> that was insane, but boy, did I love it. 
Honestly, I after watching this, like I think I had more fun rewatching this than the first two. Well, and really, I I find that really hard to believe. I, I had more fun because that's all these movies are to me now that the MCU is existing, and you know, it's that's the bar for superhero movies. I compare everything that I see to Avengers Endgame. Before, before that, that's such a bad, such a bad uh, <laughs> metric of comparing things. Before the engagement scene, there's the scene where. Uh, James Franco and Peter Parker are at his apartment, just like reminiscing about themselves at high school, like throwing a basketball back and forth. Yeah. Mm. And they talk to the uh, butler, who's a character in this movie for some reason. (laughs) And he's the worst actor I've ever seen. Like his delivery of everything he says is so wooden, especially that (laughs) monologue they give him at the end. Well, someone had to tell him. I that. loved your father. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just so wooden. And I let you live with the trauma. Uh, but the way all these years, the way they're tossing the basketball around and, and talking about like it, it reminded me of like a Kyle Mooney skit from SNL, yes. like those sitcom spoofs with like uh, yeah. beer with Larry David and stuff like that. It, it felt like it was a, a parodying something else. It was just the dialogue was so weird. Their acting was so weird. Yeah, maybe it's because I rewatched The Disaster Artist like a couple days ago. But it, <laughs> yeah. all the scenes with Peter and uh, Harry reminded me of The Room. Yeah. Them yeah. throwing the ball around, talking about girls like, ha what the story? <laughs> and they're like, and then they're at the cafe and like talking about like, oh, so why does it not work with Mary Jane? <laughs> <laughs> and like and that's what it was and then they do like the jason Bourne thing where it's like oh he's there one second car drives by he's gone i yeah i <laughs> you know like it's just it, amnesia franco is so great in yeah. yeah there's so uh, many memes just of like from this movie but all the one where it's franco's winking is by far one of my favorite gifts of is, all time <laughs> Is Bruce Campbell in the first one? I didn't realize that he's was in him. A, he's in all three. He's okay, a, okay. a wrestling announcer in the first one. That's right. That's right. He okay. is. Wow. I forget in the second one, he might be. He's, he's, the, he's the guy who kicks him, who doesn't let him go into MJ's play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool that he's in all three. I did not know that he was in all three, but I like that a lot. Uh, speaking of Franco, uh, during an interview before this movie came out, he said that they had to do reshoots because the audience the test audience said that there was not enough action in this movie, which seems crazy. What do you yeah. think they, what do you, unless it was like, do you think they added any sequences? It might be the opening sequence because it was so CGI'd. That's true. I don't know, was, but no, actually that's, that, might, but that's maybe, such a big plot point. Maybe it's not, yeah, it's not the opening sequence, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, I just hated it. Like how, the Sandman's thing was just doing what Doc Ock did. I need to steal money for my own personal project, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to become evil because of it. Like, yeah. One of my favorite parts was when after Spider-Man fought the Sandman and then he's shaking the sand out of his stuff and he's shaking the shoe out and he's like spitting the sand. It cuts to a wide shot and then it cuts back really quick to him spitting out the sand again and then cuts away to another (laughs) scene. It was just like such a bizarre thing to throw in there for like 20 frames. Another thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that it's just, uh, if you put everything under a microscope, you're just like, how, like how did no one go? We should stop. Yeah. Like we need to redo this. I bet someone did, but this is also at the time, this is the most expensive movie. Like there are parts of this. That's what the shocking part is. There are parts of this that are tonally like the Adam West Batman and in terms of how silly it is, like the waiter thing. uh, And I don't know, a lot of these comedic moments, they're just, 
like silly more than anything. And it's so weird for, in the context of the rest of the movie where they're trying yeah, to do actual emotional things. Originally it caught, so the budget was 250 million, which was the highest budget for a film at the time. And it went, they had to keep spending money. They went to $350 million to make this movie. And it's like how much, like that's, it's just hundred million over budget. Yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It just where did the money go? It, it must have all gone to the sand. I, I really don't it, see any dollar of that going into. They do any describe integrity of this movie. It just they de- uh, describe like all the Sandman scenes as revolutionary CGI technology in like the IMDb trivia. Yeah, I mean it was pretty crazy. I mean, yes. I. There's just so much stuff to nitpick, but I just hate. So MJ's third role, like third time being damsel in distress in a high stakes situation. You think she would trust Peter at some point when they meet on the bridge? Like yeah. Harry isn't a crazy super villain. He doesn't have powers. Like what she could say is like, Hey, if you swing out of here with me right now, I can tell you what this guy has going on, but <laughs> yeah. there's no trust. Even in the final scene where he lands on the cab. She goes, you're going to get us both killed. <laughs> okay, fine. Later then. <laughs> this guy, you, you know, remember the last movie when a literal son was being <laughs> created on planet Earth? He d- found a way around that. I think he can uh, deal with some half-bit Spider-Man and a, and a pile of sand. I it really, like, there was no, she was so terrified. I'm, I'm like, this is your third time doing this. How are you not a little confident Oh, yeah, he's going to get me. I mean, he always does, and she's never nice to him about it. Oh, is the uh, thing about Venom being screwed up by bells, is that, like, a comic yeah. book thing? Because La- Loud noises, high not bells. Yeah, okay, noises. It seems like bells yes. in this one. <laughs> yeah, wh- how, why he went to the church in the first place, and also Topher Grace going to the church, what the hell? I, I love that scene where he's just like, God, please kill Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he has like he has literal like uh, extreme vision because he's standing at the bottom of a bell tower can see Peter's face exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> There's so many great again. About another this way to get Venom to Eddie Brock like doesn't involve that like angsty church scene. It just have them work in the same building. <laughs> There's so many ways around that. It and just, they did. They did uh, work in the same building, but still, I, they thought no, that this would I mean, be better. Like, do that, yeah. There's they so thought much. this would be better, even though they had several opportunities to do this. Yeah, and everyone is way too apologetic of Peter being like an aggro asshole, and he physically assaults Mary Jane in a public yeah. restaurant, <laughs> and the police are not called. Yeah, it, he was... just walks out of there like I'm sorry. I didn't Plus, mean he to. assaulted like the streets of New York with that haircut like <laughs> yes. several times, and does not get a pass. Uh, yes. The Russian title for this movie is Spider-Man 3 Enemy in the Reflection. How dope is that? See, and th- that sound that sounds like the movie might have started as it was going to be like a duality of man movie. Yeah. Cuz that's what they try and play with for 2 seconds. You have Harry dealing with being the Green Goblin and being back to normal. You have Mary Jane going back and forth from being like a celebrity to being now a waitress again and there's a lot of that reflection stuff. And now yes. there there's 
there's just like there's just so much wasted potential looking back going there was something there but you just didn't strike the chord the right way and now it's the most like laughable movie in the Marvel franchise. Someone who worked on the film, I, I don't think it was Sam Raimi, but uh, someone defended it, uh, arguing the duality of man argument, and this person went on to compare it to uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, because of Anakin's duality there, uh, as well as X-Men Last Stand, uh, Jean Grey competing with the duality there. So he's comparing this movie to those two other, like, not yeah, two very of the good greatest <laughs> yeah. trilogy films. Like, it's it's kind of it's weird with these, like, blockbuster trilogies that and it doesn't seem to be that way anymore now that Marvel's kind of taken over. Well, it, it's hard to close. It's hard to, like, I mean, I would argue it's the same as it ever was. I mean, look at uh, Rise of the Skywalker. It's just, yeah. it's if you don't have the set plan. It's not going to... Actually, I'd say this trilogy and that trilogy are very similar. Right? It it seems like it was passed around, and then like it it blew up, and then it just got in the wrong hands. Yeah. Uh, Well, Sam Raimi presumably had a lot of creative control, really up until this movie where he's like, I don't want to put Venom in it, and then Sony's like, you have to put Venom in it. Which, I'm curious how like this movie, Mm -hmm. especially if Sam Raimi's given you two big Spider-Man blockbusters, like let let him do what he wants. Like He's figured it out. Yeah. yeah, but was that the deal with the rights where, like, the same thing they did with the Fantastic Four film with Miles Teller, they had no. to make the movie in order to renew their rights. So no, they, they did had, not. So it must have been they were paying the license for Venom, and they, the they, only wanted, reason, they wanted it to be worth it, so throw them in the movie. They Well, the reason they wanted Venom in him was because he had, out of all Spider-Man villains, he had, according to studies that they conducted, the most worldwide... Ap- approval i was thinking most marketable mm-hmm. for toy sales that's, that's it yeah so it's a lot venom. cheaper just to print the same toy but with a different <laughs> coat of paint i yeah. mean it is it is it is a shame because venom being the complex character that he is also plays in the duality where you have it's a host parasitic relationship and it's it's there was so much there was so much to play with there and then they just squandered it yeah a hundred percent uh, I have another. I have a few, several. I like notes. the fun facts, though. Yeah, no, they there are a lot for this movie. Um, the police scanner, like it seems. So remember, if if you recall, Spider Man Two, like he is struggling to make ends meet, and it's almost like comedically how he can't get anything right. Like yeah. the world is just shitting on him every day, and then it seems that all that has changed in between that movie and this movie is he's gotten a police scanner. And yeah. now he has no trouble finding crime anywhere. But he also lets a lot of crime happen. <laughs> I, I, I guess. montage of when the police scanner's ticking off, he's only waiting for Sandman. So it's like, so you're just letting that crime go on because you want to solve yours? It was, I don't know, <laughs> a little messed up. Yeah, and then uh, I, I thought the scene where he brags to Aunt May about killing Sandman. Oh, yeah. That's like, yeah. what are you, like... One, how do you know? How do you explain to Aunt May? How do you know? And like what? It is a weird thing to bring up. I just don't know what reaction he possibly could have expected. I guess he's under Venom's thrall at this point. But I guess he expected her to be like, oh, yeah, we got him. (laughs) Spider-Man did it. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Because he does take the suit off after that scene, right? Because then he goes back to normal because she's like, Uncle Ben wouldn't want 
us wanting revenge, so then he takes off the suit. Yeah. But then uh, either Harry or MJ pisses him off. I think, uh, yeah, it's after MJ doesn't want to get yeah. back together. Um, okay, I have so much to say about the jazz bar sequence. Yeah. Okay. What a, what a piece of filmmaking that was. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, was I crazy or, oh wait, no, this is later. Sorry that I, I don't, I'm not there yet. I'm skipping ahead. Uh, but the jazz bar sequence, uh, apparently took two weeks to film and that's such a, that's so much time uh, to adjust like a, a nearly three year project and you're allocating two weeks of your time to film this sequence. And you're like, we cannot, this movie has to have this scene. <laughs> like, would would the movie have been worse if this entire scene, would it be, would anyone notice if this entire scene was missing from the movie? No, I mean, no. Would it I, affect I, the rest of the movie? I would be worse yeah. off if this scene didn't exist, even though it was terrible for the movie. Yeah. The experience <laughs> watching it is such a such a powerful moving experience. Yeah. <laughs> like a bunch of people got together, they worked really hard, and they made this. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought this is where they based, uh, you know, that movie Whiplash off of, or at least La La yeah. Land. It, it I wrote. Like, I, it I wrote. Like Ryan Gosling was there in the scene. With That's Emma one Stone. of my notes. One of my notes is the middle of this movie is more like La La Land than Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> it it is crazy. Like it was so self indulgent, and it seemed like Raimi was like, if we don't do this jazz scene, I will leave this picture <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> Whose idea was the jazz sequence? I it, like why, but but there's it's like jazz. There's more than this. It's just not just this, but there seems to be a lot of jazz in this movie. Well, and even before they get to the jazz bar, it's, uh, like Peter seems to be talking in jazz speak, like <laughs> like he's walking around the streets and be like, ooh, yeah, like what's up? <laughs> like you know, like he's like acting like he's in a jazz club, and then when he gets there, when he slides the waitress the twenty dollar bill, and then like. I would say somewhat assaults her. Yeah. Was <laughs> very <laughs> uncomfortable at the very least. Yeah, he was very close to her. And the fact that she didn't react in any... She didn't react positively or negatively. She was indifferent to the entire exchange, and, which is the most unbelievable thing I've ever also, seen. Also, why is he... Just some shade is crazy. Why is he... He's yeah. a crazy friend. Why is he so into jazz, but also styled as an emo? Why didn't they just style him as like a beatnik or something that's the other thing. You have yeah. so many. You have so many great like soundtracks. The first two soundtracks, that, like you have Liam. You weren't here on the last episode, but Dashboard Confessional wrote the song "Vindicated" <laughs> for this movie in ten minutes. That's because amazing. they got a they got a preview screening of it before it came out, and just so they could write the song, and the lead singer wrote it in ten minutes. You that's... have you ride in the high of "Vindicated." There's a yellow card song that's great. The first one has like some Nickelback and like all just yeah. all this just music of its time. Yes. Yeah, that song exactly. was amazing. And then this so movie, it's... this movie is like almost centered around jazz musically, which makes no sense. Like especially if you're marketing into <laughs> middle schoolers. I just love like when she's like, "Oh my god, your ex is here. Do you want to leave?" He's like, "Oh, she's here." And then he's like, "I'll be right back." And then he's just. <laughs> Before he starts the piano solo, this is for you. Like the fact, like Gwen didn't take the hint. Maybe he's out here for ulterior <laughs> motives. I just so is the symbiote 
Does that teach you how to play piano if you have a symbiote? Oh, yeah, all symbiotes I, now. I, 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 I think you become a piano expert and you learn how to airbend because he flipped <laughs> off his blazer and he was across the room and blasted like an air zooka amount of air at Gwen Stacy, like knocking napkins off the table. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was like dream logic. It's like he should have woke up at the end of the scene like, oh, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't go confront her. But he her. did all of it. Also, I would love, like, there should have been a cut away while he's swinging from the chandelier, and some guy goes, I think that might be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I have an inkling, might be him. This he's athletic emo jazz things. man <laughs> might be Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. When he slid across that chair, he does a swing from a chandelier to the wall to a chair, slides across the entire dance floor, and maintains balance. I think I'd be like, this guy might be fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, and there aren't really any other superheroes in this universe. It's really just villains. No. It's, so, how many? Yeah, how many chances could there be? Yeah, it's, I, I, I think that's it. Just accuse everybody. Yeah, until, <laughs> eventually you'll get it right. <laughs> um, also, his dialogue, like not only is Peter Parker, but Spider Man is also like pretty cringy. Like when he's fighting uh, Sandman in the sewer, and he. Beats him with the water, and he just says, "See you, chump." Yeah, see or no, chump. no, no. That was Eddie Brock. That was when he smashes Eddie Brock's camera. Oh yeah, and he yeah Says yeah. that, which is oh no, he good. Good riddance. <laughs> good riddance to Sandman. Yeah, ah. so he was also very confident he killed him, which is like he doesn't understand how this villain works at all. Like, yeah, like he doesn't. He didn't. He might have killed him, but you don't know how this works. You've never seen a sand person before, so maybe yeah. don't be so confident he's dead. <laughs> yeah, and, and it didn't line up because this is the first, I would say, supernatural villain. Because Green Goblin and Doc Ock were heavily based yeah, with science like, guys. technology. Yes. Yeah, like they're using like exoskeletons and gliders. This man is made of sand, and he goes, <laughs> where do they find these guys? This is your first time interacting with a superhuman, like an actual, like a fellow superhuman. You think you'd be a little more curious. There isn't even a scene where Peter, the scientist, is not, like, he's like, oh, cool, alien thing from outer space on my suit? No, doesn't want to investigate. There's no, like, there's no curiosity in this world yeah, where you could have him he find out how it further. works. Like, he, he does take, take that. He doesn't take a sample he, of the sand and bring it to the scientist. Like, no, no. He, he just send, He just brings the symbiote and like right after he's had an interaction with Sandman. Like he's yeah. still like, I'm more concerned about this weird black blob. Like, yeah. Peter, a Sandman just punched you. Yeah, yeah, but more about this thing. This yeah. black blob thing. This ooze. Um, MJ in this movie, and we talked about this on uh, Spider-Man 1, uh, She when she was dating Harry, they seemed like the most like uninterested in each other couple of all time mm. she is way more into harry osborne in this movie even before the blackmail and the threats <laughs> yeah like she is way more they did into the twist harry in this movie yeah yeah they did the twist together like that's special like and they didn't do the twist <laughs> at all during the first movie there was no they didn't even kiss in the first movie they have that very cold moment on the balcony before the cgi skeletons where he's like can i get you a drink and he kisses her on the cheek and she's like not having it yeah she's that's, not happy that's like their most loving interaction, and now they're doing the twist, and they're kissing each other behind and screwing back. up like, omelets. Yeah, yeah, well, and screwing I, up omelets. Well, it made. I thought it was interesting that he yells to the butler, "Get us some food." No specific <laughs> callouts of like, "We need eggs, we need bell peppers." <laughs> That's what the the butler thought would be a good thing for them to make. He wanted <laughs> them to make omelets together, bit by bit. Um. 
So, also another peak scene in this movie is MJ breaking up with Peter Parker. Yes. Uh, has Tobey Maguire, do you think, based on his reaction in this movie and what he thinks he is supposed to, how he thinks he's supposed to react to this uh, exchange that he's going through, do you think he's ever been broken up with in real life? No. As handsome as <laughs> he is? Never. <laughs> he, it looks like this is... Like, someone has described the most foreign, like, Martian, out-there task. Like, you know, fucking sow seeds in the, the moon pits or some shit. And then he's like, okay, got it. I'll do that. And this is this looks like it is his understanding of what a breakup is like. And it is so miserable to watch. Well, did you know, this is a, f- a little R-rated fun fact, but back in the day when Leonardo DiCaprio and Toby McGuire... We have mentioned the Pussy Posse okay, on this the pussy pod. Posse. So with the Pussy Posse, Toby probably has never heard the word no. That's or probably slander. Like, but even in high school? In high school, well, if you're right... Like, he was a child star. Like Joe Jonas being a pop star and just being like, oh my God, Like I don't think Toby ever like dated a girl that was hard for him to get. I think yeah. he probably only chose girls that were like his fans... That's um, true. So it's easier for him to be like, oh, like I'm not getting broken up with because this girl loves me because she saw like, was it uh, Pleasantville? <laughs> that this, uh, and that's kind of why I don't really like Toby. Like everyone regards, I mean, most non-comic book fans, they're just like, oh, Spider-Man. This was the first superhero movie, therefore it's the best. I don't think Toby Maguire is like good at this job. No, like I'm. I'm interested in a Spider-Verse crossover where we get Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire, uh, which they're speculating will happen in the near future, as we've discussed on the pod. Mm. But uh, I don't think he's that good in these movies. And yeah, sure, like for the time, like it was, it was pretty revolutionary as a franchise. But they don't hold up really, no. especially especially this. I, one. I this think one the first fantastic. two still kind of hold up. I I think they're like yeah, yeah, like yeah. this one, one definitely still that. Good. They have like this silliness to them, but I don't think that, and I, I think that feels uh, old timey almost like it feels like something you wouldn't do now the way the humor is, but I yeah. still think it's good. I just think it's not to modern tastes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I do think him in Spider-Man too was great. I mean, and even spider like Spider-Man, he was trying to find it, figure out the role. Spider-Man 2, he got it. And, you know, obviously it's still kind of like hokey and he's like kind of like nerdy, but I think it plays for what the movie was. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I love Marvel these days. Like MCU is really, also going back, like if I'm to watch an old movie, I watch one of the X-Men. Like I love the original X-Men. Like they're such good movies. Maybe who knows? I've never seen them. Well, I think I think I think they helped create like better movies. I mean, it, it's kind of like without Spider-Man one, like Homecoming wouldn't have been as good as it is. We got a taste of what we thought was a great Spider-Man movie. These were regarded as good movies. Yes. And then you see how these little changes of making Peter Parker an actual teenager, even though you know probably in his twenties, but um, <laughs> it did it did make it more enjoyable to watch and having the web slingers versus like, uh, what, what is it? Uh, I forgot what they called them. Like by like, um, biological web shooters or whatever, just oh, like, where oh, it's like yeah. they're yeah, in sure. his arms. Like I thought like it added an element to the movies that we didn't know would be good, which is like sure. him like dealing with that. Um, yeah. 
they didn't want to put that in the original film because he thought it would be too time consuming and not worth explaining. Yeah. Whereas like in the other Spider-Man movies, they build a whole fight scene about him running out of webs and he's got to adapt and that's cool. So, so good. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to retroactively watch these movies when you know there is a better version. But I also like the simplicity of these movies where it's not like Tony Stark is mad and I need to prove myself. It's just him being the only person with superpowers in the world. Yeah, I I get that. But uh, also the fight scene between him and Franco where he confronts Franco after blackmailing MJ. Yeah. uh, And they fight and he just throws a bomb at his face and walks away. Like, yeah. Do you not like you killed your best friend? It looks like like he is dead. He's got to be dead. symbiote, Peter. You don't get it. He's different. <laughs> also, was I crazy or was were the blades that Harry was using whistling along with the jazz number in the background? That is interesting. I I had surround sound going when I was watching this movie. This is the first time I noticed. I think you should rewatch that scene. But there's a jazz number playing in the background and. The noise of the blades striking the air are like making like a whistling kind of noise, and it is syncing up with the jazz music. So you're saying this inspired Edgar Wright to make Baby Driver? <laughs> Correct. Okay, that's where it all comes or comes from. That is interesting. Uh, now I might rewatch that after this. Just Jordan, to... did you pick up on that? I I was uh, hearing like they they had like a resonant frequency whenever they were doing anything, but like yeah. a lot yeah. of movies do that where like there's a knife and you like there's like a like shing kind of thing going on, even it, when it's not it, like sliding against anything. But it seemed to sync up with the movie, like the, the soundtrack behind mm. it. Like it seemed to sync up with the I, jazz. I mean, I, I specifically noticed the sound they were making because, yeah. I mean, that, that's like a trope to have like a blade just like a kind of thing. But yeah. this did it like, like it was humming. really high in the mix. Yeah. Well, I, I think both of you should, after I, yeah, all right, so I'm going to send you this Kia commercial with the Shrek DVD and then I'll send you a video of this sequence. Pay attention to the whistling syncing up with the jazz. Um, I really loved this. Uh, well, uh, before we get to the end fight, uh, the end sequence, because we've kind of been jumping around, but I think that's the the last big piece to tackle. Yeah. Um, I my notes say uh, his crazy quotes. He said, "You want forgiveness? Get religion in the jazz club yeah. or somewhere." Yeah. Again, maybe that was or no. Just that foresh- was that a Daily Bugle. I thought it was foreshadowing the church. Do you think? Oh, do you think that's interesting? Do you think that's why uh, he Eddie Brock I, I, actually I, I, took his advice like, and went to church? Like, like Jordan said, this movie hits you over the head with a hammer whenever <laughs> it can. I think they really thought they were doing something unique there. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought of. I don't know. It, it just huh. I never pieced that together. I like yeah. that a lot. If that is the case, yeah. Um. Also, a lot of these dances that Tobey Maguire do, like, are very reminiscent of the Joker, uh, which just came out, uh, the well, R-rated well, version. That's why there are all those memes now, where it's yeah. him and the Joker on the steps. Why does it look so ridiculous when Tobey Maguire does it? Because, like because does it, it. Do- it doesn't make sense in the scope of the film. Oh, is Spider-Man? Is he's a, just not he's a, a clown. Thing? He's a clown in the Joker, and he does these little hokey dances. Like, Spider-Man goes to a for sale rack, buys an all-black suit, and feels like he like earned that little dance number, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think Joaquin Phoenix is just um, a better dancer. 
Yeah, that too. Yeah, yes, he's that's trained. also he's true. Classically he is, trained. He is method for sure. Um, also, Harry healed from that bomb to the face so fast. Yeah, scabbed over. Like, like, like a burn victim that has been living with that scar for twenty years. But then again, <laughs> he is uh, an, an, an enhanced individual. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't affect you as much. But his father died pretty easily, like with like a human yeah. would Avenge like, me! spikes to the stomach. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, that's not easily. I think if you get stabbed through your guts, even as a super I a, like I think if you get a bomb to the face, you are equally as likely to die. Well, for sure. I'm just saying I'm debating the died yeah. easily on the first count. Yeah. Uh okay, maybe easily is the wrong word. A hover a hover uh, knife to the guts. <laughs> yes. Hover knife. So we'll kill pretty much anyone. The face. Yeah. Um so this last fight sequence I thought was so good. I loved everything about it. It was it was I remember like watching in theaters and when like New Goblin cuz again, this isn't Hobgoblin, this is New no, Goblin. New Goblin. Trash. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when they're like teaming up, and he's like, I love how they immediately go back to being best buddies. Like, he's yeah, like, he's like, oh, that was so fun. Yeah, yeah, like I fight with my best friend too sometimes, but really we would have each other's back yeah. if a Sandman <laughs> and a Venom took over. <laughs> this is so like me. Yeah, uh, that whole fight sequence was wonderful. Uh, I, uh, what what stuck out about like both of you were was this. Uh, Jordan, was this you, like? Did you enjoy the fight sequences in this as much as the previous? Two? Uh, at this point in the movie, I was a little checked out. <laughs> yeah, because because sure. the absurdity of it was starting to wear. I think this movie for me peaked at the jazz scene. That was really the climax See, of the film, and then I was just like, "Well, they can't top how ridiculous that was." I kind of checked out around that time, and then the fight at the end brought me back because it's actually a pretty well filmed sequence and everything yeah i mean it was uh, just like well and that and like did, i don't know harry forgiving him's like harry should have forgive forgave him like ages ago when he found out that his yeah. dad was the green goblin he should have pieced together that that's why spider-man had to kill my dad it's actually <laughs> wasn't like a random thing where my friend peter parker murdered my dad for no reason <laughs> like he should just be he like oh awesome. yeah because my dad was a terrorist for a while there i guess that's why spider-man <laughs> killed him <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's still the fact that, I mean, and the butler calmly and very professionally acting wise <laughs> yeah. explained uh, your why father, his father was a brave man. man. Yeah, but it, the logic doesn't add up. He wasn't there. Spider Man could have just used his own weapons to kill the Green Goblin. <laughs> but, I mean, the butler, I trust that guy. He seems like a very. I no- loved your father <laughs> just like I love you. Who are you? <laughs> Yeah. I hired you last week. <laughs> Let's make an omelet. Talk about this. This is true. He's not in any of these other movies. Do you think he was just hired to do this? Like I thought just he was for the, the sake one. of the last I, sequence. I, I thought he Maybe was he in the first movie. He might. But then be. again, that could just and in the first movie, write that in. He was just like an extra or something, and so that's why he's not a good actor when they actually need him to do a monologue. Yeah. But instead of recasting <laughs> him, which they could have done with no one noticing. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this isn't the extra from the first yeah. movie. Um, I love this fight sequence at the end. I like how they're uh <laughs> It's very like Alfred um, Batman, how they tried to do yeah, it, it, but it wasn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> no. Um uh my best friend since childhood, Keith, his older sister, Delin, um, she has a habit of crying during almost 
every movie that she watches. And I was trying to test her one day. I was like, okay, like, Spider-Man 3, you probably didn't cry then. And then she said, I cried a lot at the end of Spider-Man 3 when they got back together and were friends again. Wait, but it is sad <laughs> when Harry dies. Like, it that's, is, yeah, so that, but, that's but also Toby's big... cry face is, like, the worst thing oh, on this it's planet. Unbearable. It's, like, such a bad face. Why? And, oh, God, do something around it. Like, I don't know, Sam Raimi, like, direct... Peter to not be someone who cries. Like, and I know in the comics he's a bit... Like, Tom Holland, when he cries, I am so sad for that Oh, my God, boy. yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, because the kid can act. Like, he's, like, actually talented. Yes, correct. Uh, but this, like, may, I don't know, maybe make him, like, a bit more gruff, like a Hugh Jackman Logan type, where he's just like, I'm sad, but I don't show it. Nah, you like, can't... You, it, it wouldn't have worked. Best friend I think is it dying would have worked. stone face, like... See ya. No, I think. <laughs> See ya, bud. <laughs> Smell you later. I think, <laughs> brother. I I think in, in all Chump. these movies you fix the cry face because it looks so bad. And yeah, it's ma- a gift, maybe it's don't a have a lingering shot on it. Like two seconds of like a tear. Like do like the classic like single tear, just like yeah. him internalizing like that. it, but still. That's more or less what I'm going for with this. Um. And then the the movie ends with a shot of just him hugging MJ. Is that right? I thought it was the Sandman like whisks away. Yeah, he whisks away into the air as if like he's going to be a traveling nomad made of sand <laughs> and just live his life and save his daughter. Like it just it. And he can come back whenever they have a budget to do more sand. Yeah, it was re- the the fact that he was his thing was you need to kill Spider Man. It's like Spider Man thought he was dead. <laughs> he doesn't need to kill Spider-Man. He goes, I'm in the clear. I can steal yeah. as much money as I want. Maybe I just don't make a big show of it. Yeah, maybe I move to another city. Because Spider-Man yeah, never yeah. leaves another New York. City. Ever. Yeah. It's like I went That's down, the one yeah, place. Like, I robbed like three banks in Newark and just ran back to the hospital. We're good. Like, <laughs> the guy doesn't have any like business acumen. He just thinks he's going to show up with sacks of money and they're going to be able to cover surgery for the daughter. <laughs> Do you accept bags of money hit this hospital? Yeah, uh, no. Clearly marked bills. Do you think they do though? Yeah, what? Uh, banks except, for sure. Except big bags of money, probably. No. How else would anyone pay a for hospital? Healthcare? Would not just take a sack of cash. <laughs> There's got to be some hospital accountant. You just got to go yeah, to the shady the hospital like that. Yeah. Did, you, did you see that Find movie, Hotel Artemis? I think that's what it was called. I did the movie see it. with Jodie Foster. Yeah. You go to that hospital. They you pay for there with big money, uh, yeah, bags of cash. Of cash. Yeah. That is a very That's niche reference because I don't think a lot of people saw that. I saw that because that was back when Movie Pass was a thing. Yeah. It, oh my god. <laughs> I actually enjoyed I wish, that movie. I, I thought wish. it was pretty good. It was like a John I mean, Wick style thing where it was like this is a hospital for criminals, right? Where it's or it's like there's like that underworld yeah. element to it, right? Uh, I the, the characters I, were interesting. Awesome. I don't know. It was a it was not a bad way to spend two hours. And Topher Grace appeared, uh, a, a Venom cameo in Artemis. Artemis. <laughs> I'd have been for it. You were so lucky. To Any get Topher that. Grace I can get. I want more Topher Grace and everything, even if it's a Spider-Man Four and Eddie Brock I, is yeah, back. I, it's a it, it's a shame so, because uh, yeah, he is entertaining to watch, but it just didn't didn't come up right. Did you like Jordan? Did you like Topher Grace in this? Movie? Uh, there was a couple spots early where i thought he was funny like he there was a line he said in the J- jonah jameson like i want the staff job thing there's a line in there that cracked yeah. me up that was just like classic toe for grace i cannot for the life of me remember i thought i made a note of it but i couldn't find it when we were talking about that scene uh 
I I know what scene you're talking uh, about, but I in general, he wasn't great. But I don't think it had almost anything to do with him, and everything yeah, to sure. do with the movie. I mean, I don't think he's like a great actor. I just like him. Like when he was in Black Mirror and stuff, I thought he was okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun when he pops up. Yeah, like Interstellar. You're like Tover Grace. What's up? <laughs> hey, yeah. this guy. <laughs> he, he's the best when he's playing himself. Like when you can tell, like he's just playing, like. Oh no, Black Klansman. He was good though. I, I enjoyed yeah, his role yeah. in that. But it, but again, it's just that might be his best performance. It's, it, it's hard to remove Eric Foreman from Topher Grace. Like you're always kind of seeing it. Like oh, that's Eric Foreman. Well, you're just always you remember him. Like that's the kid who I hung out in my basement with. I <laughs> smoked all that yeah. weed. All those fun memories. Listen to all yeah. that '70s rock. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy that he left the show and like all the kids just still go hang out in his basement with his parents there? Like they don't have a new hangout. Yeah, dude, I, like, I don't know. Think we're allowed to talk about Hyde right now, man? We have to move. We have to, <laughs> we have to jump ship. Yes, he's uh, he is uh, PR dead. Yeah. At the moment. Oh yeah, I saw that he um, was, but I didn't see what he said or what happened. Base, uh, <laughs> base sexual assault conviction. Instead of straying away from it, like Liam said, let's go right into. Well, I was just curious. <laughs> I was never gonna Google it, but now I know. Yeah, he he, yeah. he was a bad man. He did some yes. uh, some bad things, and Scientology didn't help. It helped him, um, but yeah, it was not good. He's a piece of yes. shit. He is uh, he is PR dead. Um, but fortunately, he's not in any Marvel movies, so we don't have to come across him ever yes. again. Um. So, uh, Liam, another reason I invited you on this podcast. Uh, oh wait, well, to the end of the the movie is anyone have anything else to say on oh, the ending? I, think I thought the last that Eddie Brock is... really didn't need to die. Like once, no. Peter, once you he want, saved why him, not keep that villain around. That's why Venom's the best. Yeah. It's he's recurring. He he he'll never stop. He'll always be in pursuit. It's like the Joker. You need. I think Venom. they would have. I think they would have kept the symbiote. Wait, why not keep both of them? They just the put him in a cell or something, and then he escapes, and then yeah, no, you know, whatever. They should yeah. have, but instead they kept Sandman, Spider-Man's arch nemesis. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't. That was also upsetting too. You had Venom on screen for like at most fifteen minutes, and then they uh, they they kill him off. It's not satisfying. Yeah. It's yeah. just not satisfying at all. He is really shoehorned into that movie, and it is very apparent that Sam Raimi did not want him in there. Yeah, like very apparent. Um. And that, that's crazy that your lineup of characters, of all your villains, Sam Raimi's like, Sandman is my number one pick. Yeah, like, Sandman gets more screen time movie. over Venom. No, like, yeah. ugh. That's a problem. <laughs> Especially since Sandman takes so much time and money to create as a character. He's not even a compelling villain. His story <laughs> is just so one note. It's, I did a couple bad things, but for my daughter. And that, it, like, he's just not... He doesn't make you think different, or he, he just, he's just so bland. Like sand. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Very full bland circle. Bland like um, sand. <laughs> am I correct, though, that the last shot of this movie is Peter Parker hugging And then it guy. just fades? In that shot. Yeah, yeah, and it just fades. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is interesting, like, because the first two movies, the first line of the movie is, this story is about a girl. I'm like, oh, I thought I was watching Spider-Man. This movie did not do that. It's like, it's all about Spider-Man. It's like, hey, I'm Spider-Man. That's actually why she Life gets pissed off. Life is pretty off. good for it's me. because it's all about Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's because not about her anymore. <laughs> uh, that is very interesting. Uh, but I guess that was implied that in this universe... I'm curious, like, when they do bring this character back in uh, MCU Spider-Verse, uh, I'm curious... 
you know, if they do end up together or what their life has kind of been like. Or if it's been like Spider-Verse where they got married and they broke up. And yeah. He's a sad, depressed Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Which I don't think Tobey Maguire knows how to play, so I hope that's not the case. Yeah, it would be very hard to watch. What was the last thing <laughs> Tobey Maguire did? Like, other than... I'm thinking uh, Great Gatsby, Yeah, that's the last thing I remember. Has he done anything Gatsby. since then? Let's see. Surely he has. I think he got... Uh, he got maybe gotten some PR trouble too, because as I mentioned, uh, in Molly's game, he is speculated to be Player X. Yes, maybe he's just like a dick. A lot of... He's tough to work with. All right, yes. so yeah, the last. Well, apparently, he's going to be in this movie called Babylon, directed by Damien Chazelle. No, <laughs> why? Why would you do this? Um, one of them's gonna have to break. It's either Damien Chazelle is gonna Dude, have a bad career now. Him? This is, or Tobey Maguire is gonna be it's, great. It's insane that we just linked La La Land to this movie. <laughs> but apparently, it was in the spoils of Babylon. I think it's unrelated, and it is a show with him in it. I don't know, it was a series, but yeah, his last acting credit was like 2015. Huh. under the radar. I mean. He does have a family. So he has children or whatever. Oh, what a life. Oh. Imagine that's your father. <laughs> the boss baby. Imagine. Apparently he's the narrator in the boss baby. Because mm, of his great Netflix voice. show or the movie? I think it's the movie. Yeah, it's the movie. Okay. That's a smaller, less consistent paycheck. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what's even a good movie that he's been in? Like, Spider-Man 2. Like, he was in uh, oh, a movie uh, called The Ice Storm, which I like. I have no idea who directed um, or anything about Cider that. Cider House Rules. Mm. He's pretty good in that. Mm. That's kind of a Goffrin-esque movie. He was like though. a kid in the movie I watched, though. He was probably like 15. Yeah, The Ice Storm, Newsies? Paul Hood. Yeah. That's a pretty uh, movie. Liam, the, the, the other reason I invited you on this episode uh, was, you know, you're our rankings guy, our go-to Marvel rankings yeah. guy. I want you and me, because we've seen all of them. Okay. Jordan can chime in when he can contribute. Uh, I asked you to come up with a list of ranking all of the Spider-Man films, including Holland, Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. What about Spider-Verse? And Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, oh, Spider-verse and also, is on the table. I feel Spider-Verse like is on the table. I feel like that shouldn't be on the table. Interesting. Because Why? it is, I think, the best I mean, then put it at the top. It's the most no, but like it's it's outside of it though. It's different. It's it it. The only reason it could be the best is because of the movies. Like, if the other movies weren't around, it wouldn't be as good. So it's kind of built on the pillars of these movies. Okay, so you'd rather have live action Spider Man. Yeah. Ranked. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to rank Venom? Do you want to throw Venom into that ranking? I mean, is there even a point? It's more of just like a padding. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I think it should be judged on live action. Who took the role given the circumstance? Because okay. like, there's a lot, there's a lot of elements incorporated into Spider Verse that makes it better because it, like, it could live in that universe where it makes fun of Tobey Maguire Spider Man and is referencing like things that happened in the movies, things that didn't, and sure. um, but yeah. So I would uh, okay. So I, I would definitely rank. What's your what should we do worst to best or You're probably best worst? worst to best. Okay. So the worst what? is this movie. I think the worst is Amazing Spider-Man 2. See, it's 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 a close call. I would say <laughs> that Sp- Jordan, what's your worst? It's got to be this one 
because I haven't seen those two. Okay. The, the Garfield okay. ones. The middle two. Sure. Okay, okay. Actually, you're right. Because Amazing Spider-Man 2 had this movie to look back on as a mistake, and they made <laughs> the same mistake twice. So, yes, I will say that Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a little bit lower in the rankings because of that. And they also take it a bit more seriously. But, but I like that they were trying to do new things. I don't think they did them well, but I like that they were trying to m- work on the lore of Spider-Man a little bit more about his parents being involved in Oscorp. They were trying to do things, but again, they were juggling too much and dropped all the balls. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would say Amazing Spider-Man 2, bottom. Above that, Spider-Man 3. Then Amazing Spider-Man with the first Garfield. Then okay. you have Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. All right. That's pretty reasonable. I can get Yeah, I think that. I agree with yeah, that list. Uh, Sans Garfield. Yeah, the Garfield one's like I like the first one the first one was only good because it brought potential for the sequel, and then they fucked it all up. And also, <laughs> I didn't like Garfield. I, to be fair, I didn't like Garfield as Peter Parker. I thought he was like way too cool for the role. Yeah, I did like him as Spider Man though. Skateboarding. I, I thought he was a good Spider Man and had like all the quips and everything. Yes, he was very good at the banter. The suit in the first movie was so bad though. I don't know yeah. what they did. They put some glitter on it. They did something. It looked so dumb. I didn't. Really and then notice. lizard looked lizard looked dumb. Um, I but obviously his chemistry with Gwen Stacy was way better than any chemistry with Peter Parker yes. and Mary Jane Watson in. Yes. Uh, that's why I kind of rank it above the the, the Amazing Spider Man two because the scenes with Gwen Stacy are good. But I definitely think that the first one is better than Amazing Spider Man two. Amazing Spider-Man one that is. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I yeah. was reconsidering Spider-Man three for the for the oh. for the bottom role. But again, it's uh, yeah. I think Amazing Spider-Man two. They tried to do the multiple villains. They rushed Green Goblin, and Jamie Foxx's Electro. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with that. Plus, it's like serious. Like this, there's a crazy jazz dance club scene. Yes. Yeah. There's none of like, that. Like, there's like, there's no joy in rewatching Amazing Spider-Man two. There is joy no. in rewatching Spider-Man three. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I say that's my power ranking, and I think there's no other right answer. <laughs> that's something I just came up with. That is concrete. I'll never change my opinion um, until new Spider-Mans come out. And Venom From- uh, is probably uh, the Sony's when they the whole Sony conflict came up. That obviously was rough. I think. Any movies going forward with Sony at the helm are not going to be as good, but I'm excited to see where it goes. I think they're going to keep, I think they'll get Garfield or Maguire to be their Spider-Man via different dimensions. But if they do live action, if they do live action, multiple universes, everyone's going to compare it to Into the Spider-Verse and go, why would you do, you did, you took something that was so good and then made it so shitty. Because you took the two <laughs> failing elements of Spider-Man, and I don't know, like, there's how could it be good? They're not going to do it for a long time. They, at least five years. Yeah, probably. With, with, all, with all the lockups right now, I don't think they're going to be in production of most of these films for a while. Sadly. Yeah. 
Um, my ranking is Amazing Spider-Man 2 is last. Oh, Spider-Man 3 is above it. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man is above that. And then I actually like Spider-Man 1 more than Spider-Man 2. Okay. So I would put Spider-Man 1 above Spider-Man 2. Uh, and then Homecoming's the best, followed by Far From Home. Okay. So it's pretty much Holland, Maguire, Garfield, except for Spider-Man 3 is a little lower on the list. Yeah. But rightfully so. Um, I think that about wraps it up, unless, uh, Jordan, you have something and anything else to contribute to I the, will say, the Spider-Man conversation. Uh, one thing to sum up this trilogy, this, this, yeah. this one takeaway I have uh, we've spent is just how much I like yeah. Spider-Man, even though this movie today, garbage <laughs> in general, yeah. rewatching these. I'm like, I like Spider-Man. That's a fun character. Even when, like, even if it's just the web slinging scenes, yeah. they're fun. Like when he's fighting uh new goblin in the alley and he's like pinging off the things and like bouncing off the walls. Like it is fun to watch it. Even if it's trash, it's it, everyone kind of like, I think, wishes they were spider-man yeah i think he's i think he's like marvel's batman because yes. he's got good villains he's kind of the uh the face of the universe yeah but and, and he also that kind of reflects the difference between dc and marvel in general because he's a lot more yeah. playful and fun than batman is batman's yes. batman's all all yeah. business very serious yeah i've been jordan peoples and marvel has sucked i've been Cade weiberg and no it doesn't it really did suck today though yeah, it did. It did.